views and opinions on the following program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079, WOLD, or SRN Communications. It's time now for Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you with your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you're looking to make a positive change this year, learn lifelong tools to reduce stress and be present. If you're stuck and need to remove the blocks that are from success and happiness in the areas of your life, or if you want to get a new perspective on things, well, it's time to talk to Lauren Cardinal. To talk to Lauren, call 732 748 1079. That's 732-748-1079. And now, here's your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello. Thank you for joining me for Here's the Thing. I'm Lauren Cardinal, your host. If you missed the intro, I'm board certified hypnotist and certified life coach. I help my clients be happier. I'm so glad to be here this week. Last week, you may have noticed that it was a replay from a previous show, and more on that in a moment. If you'd like to call in tonight, the lines are open, so call 732-748-1079 if you'd like to get some coaching. I'll speak for a few minutes, and then we'll take your calls and get things going. So in last week's replay, the discussion was about burnout and the 12 stages involved. Identifying where we are in those stages can help us take action to lift ourselves out. Before we go any further, people use the word burnout very easily, I think, in describing many situations in which stress is involved. But burnout is different because if we manage stress, the burnout can still be present. Burnout is actually stressful. We also discuss the fact that burnout is different than depression. And although some symptoms can often be similar, if you're experiencing something similar but aren't sure, Your physician or therapist can work with you to help you know what you're experiencing and help you establish the next steps. Tonight's show is brought to you by North Star Asset Management, investment advisors located in Panther Valley with over 30 years of investment experience, helping people create long-term success with their financial plans by choosing the appropriate withdrawal rate. If you're at a distance from their location and aren't sure whether you're in their service area, You can give them a call. Just check them out online at www.nstarinvest.com. And John or Andrew often do house calls, so you can give them a call and find out if you're in their area. They may be able to come to you. For more information, call 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991, or find them online at www.nstarinvest.com. So if last week's information was brand new for you, then great. I will tell you that the replay of a previously recorded show took place because of an event in my life. And I'm sharing this with you because when you call in to talk to me, I know that you're putting yourself out there. And in exchange and out of respect for you, I'm going to put myself out there as well. Last Sunday, I had to call 911 for my 12-year-old son. My husband and my other son weren't home. It was just me. When my son awoke from a nap and was pretty fretfully delirious, the call was made. And I'll spare you the details, but he was transferred to Morristown Hospital and placed in ICU. 
He recovered quickly, thank God, and was released from the hospital on Thursday. And I'm mentioning this for a few reasons. First is, although I consider myself as one who rarely, if ever, loses sight of the important things in my life, this experience heightened that focus. I'm so very grateful for the health of my family. Second, our friends, oh, and my family, the community, and my friends here at WOLD, even the teachers and staff at the school. I can't tell you how overwhelmed and moved I was by the people reaching out, the prayer said, and the love we felt. I live in a small community, and the only thing I can think of, it's, it's funny, the image that came to my mind, and bear with me as I speak, speak through this. The only thing that I can think of to relate is that image of the Grinch's heart growing and growing to the point where it busts past the seams of its confines. Now, my community is not Grinchy at all. I don't mean to imply that at all. It's just the image of how to describe how something small can come together so that the power feels exponential. And maybe it was my heart that grew three sizes and busted through the seams. Either way, it was amazing, and I'm humbled. I also want to mention the support we received from everyone in the Atlantic Health System with which we worked, particularly the staff at Morristown Hospital, and notably both, shout out to Sarah and Khadija. Sarah was the first one with us, and even through a somewhat comical verbal lashing from my son, she was steady, she was light, and she was a beacon of positive energy. And Kadisha, you're far too special for my son to ever dislike you for all of your necessary needlepoint with him. <laughs> and Devin, sunshine was a ray of light upon our departure. I have a special place in my heart for nurses because they're usually the ones that I think of when I think about recharging batteries and burnout. And their jobs are to give and give and give. And unless they're keenly aware of their self-care, they can leak energy or burn out quickly. So I'm hoping to arrange a hypnotherapy session with the, the nurse group there to make sure they're keeping their batteries charged and to give something back as a thank you. I mention all of this because it again emphasizes that we all deal with the gamut of human emotions. We really, in my mind, we really are all the same. We can understand the different emotions that we all have. We can learn from each other and we can support each other. It's all out there for us. And it's kind of a strange thing to have so much fear and so much gratitude at the same time, you know? And although I wouldn't wish that to happen again, I always value the opportunities that come to me to right my ship again about the important things in life. And I and we will be slowing things down a little bit and spending some more time with family and friends. The ship has been righted. So cheers to good things in life and to feeling abundant. Cheers, cheers, cheers. So this is Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal. If you'd like to call in, reach out at 732-748-4444.
1079. You can listen online at woldradio.com or with TuneIn Radio app for your Android or the free WOLD mobile app for your Apple device. I also wanted to talk about something else before I get into the meat of the show. For the past few weeks, I've been mentioning my upcoming event of the annual Summer Slim Down, the group hypnosis weight reduction sessions that I'll be doing. I've been talking about the event, but I haven't really explained too much about it. So I want to take the opportunity to explain the event to you just a bit more and share why it can be so beneficial, which is really why I enjoy doing it. As you know, I'm a hypnotist. I work with my clients for just about any condition or issue you can think of. If there's a desire for change around something, then it's quite likely hypnotherapy can be of benefit or certainly something to investigate if it's right for you. I often explain it that people work with a trainer at the gym to train their bodies. People work with me in my office to train their minds. My approach is mind, body, and spirit. It all works together. That said, when any one of those things is not aligned, we're in discord. And that's when we seek change. I've talked about that before. We know when things are not in alignment for ourselves. But change can be difficult at times. And understand that if, if it's based, if what you're experiencing, the discord that you're experiencing is based on previous beliefs that have formed, those beliefs could have been formed in just a moment, a moment of high emotion, a moment in an event. And it doesn't have to take months or years to change a belief just because you may have been suffering with it for that long. If it can take a moment to form, it can take a moment to change as well. And in answer to that, one of the main benefits of hypnosis is to help make change easier. I say it every week. Isn't it time to let this be easy? And that's what I mean. As it pertains to weight reduction, my approach is to do sessions from a variety of perspectives. We have many things coming at us every day that have an effect on what I call our defaults, the things we've programmed ourselves to say, our self-talk, even the self-talk that is as simple and seemingly harmless as, oh, if I even look at a piece of cake, I gain two pounds. That's an affirmation. That is what you're telling your mind and body to do. It's time to actively engage in changing the way we speak to ourselves or speak out loud. Being active in changing that self-talk and the beliefs that are the catalyst for it is the start to making those changes. And the eight weekly weight reduction hypnosis sessions are targeted to specific triggers that we often have. And most are around the emotions that trigger our less than desirable eating behaviors, but we'll be doing sessions on regaining control, changing that self-talk, increasing the desire for exercise, increasing metabolism. Yes, you can control your body to that level. If you remember my discussion about, I think it was in the, the 
first show that we did about stress, I discussed um, an experiment that was done with monkeys who were trained. They were trained to raise and lower their own blood pressure based on the treats that they received. So if they can do that, that's a bodily function. They're controlling how their system responds. We can increase our metabolism to a healthy rate. And that is the focus about it being a healthy rate. And we'll also be doing sessions on establishing goals and reinforcing the belief that all of this is possible. Belief is the key. If you believe it, then it's possible. It reminds me of one of my favorite movies is Kung Fu Panda. Yes, I have kids, so we've seen this movie, Kung Fu Panda. And one of the reasons that I love it so much is that there's the, um, the, this magic dragon scroll. And if, you get, if whoever is the dragon warrior and gets their hands on the dragon scroll, they get all of these wonderful answers and the universe is opened up to them and they can do all of these fantastic things. And the panda gets a hold of the, the dragon scroll and opens it up and it's, there's nothing there. It's just his own reflection. And at a certain point in the movie, he says, oh, I get it now. There is no special ingredient. You just have to believe so whatever you're seeing, whatever you're thinking, if you believe that it's possible, then it's possible. And hypnotherapy can help make that, that jump. If it feels right for you, hypnotherapy can help you make that jump, make that shift. It works. So if you're sitting there feeling that your body and exercise level are not a match for who you see yourself as or who you know yourself to be, regardless of where you are right now, then these sessions could be for you. You can make changes. Yes, it is possible. I see it all of the time. This is about making changes easier, making it consistent, drug-free, and sustainable. Because here's the thing. This is how I work with people, and this is what I do. I love it. So the event begins this Wednesday, May 10th. The series is for eight weeks. And based on recent feedback, I'm going to be offering the sessions in blocks of four. So May 10th through May 31st, the month of May, and June 7th through June 28th for the month of June. We do relaxing and productive sessions, and you do get a CD of that session with you to take home at the end of each session. So you can listen through it, to it throughout the week until we meet again. And that, that's really great catalyst for creating and keeping that upward trajectory and that positive momentum. And if you're interested but either can't make every session or getting to my office isn't reasonable for your schedule, consider purchasing the CDs that are made each week. Ideally, I'd love to have you live with the group, but it's not the only way to benefit from the sessions. If you can make the most of them but can't start until the following week, or can only make certain days, just please reach out. If you don't reach out, the answer is always no. I don't know what you're thinking unless you ask. And I'd love to be able to make arrangements for you to get the most value out of the experience. There are possibilities. I am focused on getting you to where you want to be. If you're saying to yourself, well, I'd like to, but just stop right there and reach out. 973-418-2170. Or you can email me. Lauren at laurencardinal.com. If you're driving right now and aren't able to write this information down, just search for me on the web, 
Lauren Cardinal Hypnotherapy. You'll find me. Great. So, on with the show. This is Here's the Thing on 107.9 WOLD Radio. In just one moment, we're going to be discussing what could be hidden in your unexpressed anger. That's the topic for tonight. If you'd like to call in to get some coaching, please call 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. So what's hiding out in your unexpressed anger? Hmm. Sorry, just had to take a sip of something there. So we're looking at a topic today that is uncomfortable for many of us. We're going to dive in to discover what's been hiding out in your unexpressed anger. And I've been inspired to do the show about the idea of anger more recently because of some com- conversations I've had with clients and with friends. And when something something comes up consistently for me like that, I think it's worth exploring and exploring here on a show. And again, so if you want to call in and get some coaching around the topic of anger and really exploring the ways to discover the beauty in your anger so that you're no longer afraid of it and you're no longer repressing it, I'd love to talk to you. 732-748-1079. Because here's the thing. What's hiding out in your unexpressed anger is actually your freedom. Anger that's withheld or repressed can really start to eat away at your desires rob you of your dreams, your peace, your prosperity, and certainly your joy. So I want to explore with you how to bring your anger to the surface in a healthy way. In service of actually the unbelievable power it actually contains. The truth of the matter with anger is that anger itself is actually neutral. We're the ones who start attaching to it the negative and the positive and the pieces around fear. But anger isn't bad. We just seem to relate to it that way. And we tend to want to get some distance from it, to disown it. And this is important. I might repeat this. This is important. When we disown a part of ourselves, we actually begin to draw it towards us and others. Because this is the way it works. If we can't be with our own anger, we end up projecting it out onto other people. And then we actually draw towards us those people who will express for us our own unexpressed anger. Should I repeat that? Think it's worth repeating? Okay, this is important. When we actually, when we can't be with our own anger, we project it out onto other people. And then we actually draw towards us those people who will express for us our own unexpressed anger. So this happens across the board with other emotions and other qualities that we disown. But today... Since we're talking about anger, I'm going to use anger specifically. So drawing toward us people who express our unexpressed anger. 
want you to take a moment to look and see if this is a scenario that's playing out in your own life. And it might be with anger. It might be with something else that you identify as some other quality that you're disowning, some aspect of yourself that you're disowning, some emotion. But again, we're working with anger here today. In my own experience, more so in the past, but not completely, when I got angry, I would yell. And I still do sometimes, but progress, right? But I'm much more able to get some objectivity with it and observe almost an isn't it interesting response about my anger and doing so helps me become more aware of what's causing that anger so that I can express it in a calmer manner and make my request about the change I seek for myself for me it's particularly important because I'm the role model for my children And how I work through and express my anger in a healthy way is important for how it will be repeated. Making the changes in myself to be able to own my own anger, still in progress, and be able to express it in a healthy way, that's the piece I really want to look at today too. How to express anger in a healthy way. There's an expression by a woman named Carolyn Mace, who says that the number one reason we don't heal is that we actually want other people to feel pain. Really take that in for a moment. I just felt that through my whole body. Has anyone ever said that to you? I want you to feel pain. Have you ever felt that? Where you wanted somebody else to feel pain? If you don't understand anger or have a healthy relationship to it, you may only be able to relate to it in the way that it was being expressed towards you. And that can keep any two people in a relationship from healing. Sometimes we only relate to anger in the way that it is expressed towards us. And sometimes the more it's expressed towards us in a negative way, in an unhealthy way, We may continue to distance ourselves from that emotion because we don't want to express it in the way in which we've been receiving it. If that's what you know of anger and you don't care for it, then, and that's all you know, then of course you would want to distance yourself from it. You don't want to have that kind of reaction with anger. You don't want to express your anger that way. We have to remember, well, Keep in mind that, and I've talked about this before, keep in mind that every emotion has a physical presentation. If you're not expressing the emotion, even anger, hopefully in a healthy way, which we'll be discussing more, it will present physically in your body, perhaps not right away, but it's in there. We have to remember that when we're looking at these disowned qualities that There is a differentiation between the quality itself, the anger, and the behavior. Yelling is a behavior. Rage is a behavior. We need to find the organic, authentic expression of the emotion for ourselves. That's how we integrate. That's how we return to wholeness. 
the impulse ourselves is to be whole. And that's how we return to wholeness, by integrating these disowned qualities, the things that we've tried to push away, these feelings that we've been pushing away. So until we're able to really own and be with our anger, we'll continue to draw it towards us. And what can happen as a result of reclaiming our anger and expressing it in healthy ways, we'll no longer repress our anger, no longer project it out onto others, and no longer be drawing anyone that's angry towards us. Sounds good, right? This world that just is a happy place. I think about that sometimes. Now, to be clear, it doesn't mean that there isn't anger expressed. But because we no longer disown it, there's a healthy balance of it. Because what happens in a relationship is if, if one person disowns it to the degree to really denying, denying its existence, the other person, by the way balance works, will be holding the, the pull of that anger. Let's say it's holding all of the anger. It's not equally distributed. And what we want to do in our relationships, in every relationship, we want to have these emotions and these qualities and these parts of ourselves equally distributed so they can be expressed in healthy ways. And so what happens is that you can then express anger cleanly and clearly, express the feeling, make a direct request around it, and then you can release it entirely. And that's the difference. If what is demonstrated is that I want you to feel pain, we just want to dissipate the anger, right? We just don't want any part of it. Ideally, we don't want the other person to feel pain. We just want to express ourselves and be heard and make a direct request around it if there's something we need to ask for to be expressed so it can dissipate. And dissipate not from a place of fear, but from a genuine place of, okay, this is handled now. It can dissolve now. And when that happens, it can move through us. We're not holding that anger inside for it to be physically represented in some way. It can move through us. We can move on to the next thing. But I get it. A lot of us don't express our anger because we don't want the conflict. And again, we put the negative spin on conflict. And I think we've talked about that before. That conflict can often, I think of it as addressing something. Because conflict can have such a negative connotation. That if we talk about addressing something with someone, it sounds a little bit lighter, right? The energy behind the word is just a little lighter. But if we're thinking conflict, it's our negative spin on it. But conflict can really be healthy. It's healthy to express our differences and to be able to stand in our differences 
without having to bring the other person over to our side. It's important to be able to have empathy and stand in the other person's shoes, seeing things from a different perspective. I think a few shows ago, I spoke about sort of a a way of thinking about it that if you're looking at a house from your perspective in the front, but another person is on the side of the house and that's his or her position, if you can just leave your position for a moment and go over to the side of the house and look in from that perspective and just see it, you don't have to agree, you don't have to change your position, but just see it, just feel it. And then you can run back to your position. And this can be huge because there's a huge correlation here with the way we relate to anger. And there's a way to relate to anger with care for the other. And that's really the piece that I want to bring in here. It's a piece I hope for you to be able to integrate, for you to be able to express your anger, still holding care and empathy for the other person. Not overstepping the boundaries, not caring for the other more than you're caring for you, not doing it in a codependent way. And often the reason we don't express our anger is because of that codependence. We don't want to get upset and upset the apple cart. We don't want to upset the flow. And we'll do whatever it takes to have the status quo remain. So I'm really encouraging you to look at this and look towards being able to shift this in a healthy way. Not necessarily doing whatever it takes to keep things smooth, but to be able to express your truth when it arises and then to let it dissolve and to be available for impact on the other and to allow it to be a conversation and an opportunity for growth instead of something to hide from. And we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908 850 9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com. And now back to Here's the Thing, a show that's all about you on WOLD and your host, Lauren Cardinal, a board-certified hypnotist and results coach. If you'd like to speak to Lauren, you can call in at 732-748-1079. That's 732-748-1079. Let's get back to the show with your host, Lauren Cardinal. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Here's the Thing. I'm your host, Lauren Cardinal, board-certified hypnotist and results coach. Tonight, we're talking about what's hiding in your unexpressed anger. If you'd like to call in and get coaching or ask a question, the number to call is 732 748 1079. The lines are open. Would love to take your calls. 
I know that we can all relate to anger. We all feel it. How do you express it? How do you try not to express it? Are you trying to keep things smooth too much and possibly sacrificing some part of yourself in order to do that? We can all relate. Anger is a human emotion. We all have it. How it comes out, how we deal with it, we can all relate to it. If you would like to relate to it in a different way, call in. Let's talk about it. You can use a different name. Nobody has to know who you really are. I'd love to take your call. So getting back to anger, I was talking about uh, bringing it up and having the healthy conversation about it, having it be an opportunity for growth instead of something to hide from. Often we repress anger and it starts to come out sideways. The way it comes out sideways the most is in our self-sabotage and our self-destruction. So there are other ways it can come out sideways, directed at others. But what I've experienced for people like us is that it comes out sideways internally. And expressing anger doesn't always have to be at another. There are fabulous ways to let our anger up and out. What are some ways? Um, it can be done through... Loud music, singing loud music. I know of someone who throws light bulbs into a corner in the basement and then sweeps them up. About kickboxing, playing really loud music and screaming. I have a client who was afraid that, that their dogs were going to get upset if they got too loud, so they would go into their car and blast the music and scream. Another client takes showers in the dark and screams. Music, singing, dancing. There are a million ways for you to get it out of your body, but it has to get out. Remember, if it's not expressed or released, it stays in your body. Every emotion has a physical presentation or representation. I even suggest tears. Having a good cry. I definitely, I'm a crier, so having a good cry definitely works for me. Anger building up in your body, it's like a toxin. It's a toxin in your body, and you've got to release the toxins. And with anger, you can. It's a visceral experience. And how much fun to relieve your anger by, like, exercising or dancing or singing to music that you love really loud. And as you search within about your anger and identifying it, remember that awareness is the first step in expressing it in a healthy way. Please keep in mind something about the initiation of anger. I say the initiation. I used to say that anger is the result of feeling hurt by something or someone, and it is. But I think it goes a step further. We feel angry when we feel we've been treated unfairly. Or someone we love or care for is treated unfairly. Just think about that for a moment. Perhaps think about the way your children are treated or the way your parents are treated, your friends. I think about the animals I see on those commercials that are, are near death. Every time you've gotten angry, it's about the lack of fairness in the response of treatment received. Perhaps it's just that it feels disrespectful. I don't know. But it is hurt but it's hurt, hurt based on being treated unfairly. 
So if we talk about dissolving the anger, how do we let it dissolve? Let's say after it's been expressed. We can't control what other people do or don't do. We make the request around what we need. Again, not from a place of blaming or a place of you have to do this, but from a place of I need, are you available for that? And the person you're with has a choice to be available or not. And the way to let it dissolve is that you've asked for what you need and you're getting some sort of response versus holding on to some belief around, oh, they'll never do this or I'll never get what I need and making up some stories and spiraling off in that. Once it's named, it's almost like letting off the button on a pressure cooker. Then it's like it's out there. And you can choose not to spin out anymore because you're getting actual, tangible truths rather than the stories that are spinning or you're making up. So if you express it, have a request, the other person is available or isn't, and then you know. And then you have a choice about how to digest what's happening. I'd love to take your calls. The lines are open. Call in. Let's talk about your anger. Get some coaching around it or bring an experience. Have you had a great opportunity where you've learned how to deal with your anger? There's a lot to be learned from those experiences as well. 732-748-1079. Call in and share. You know, I've often said to my boys, People are going to treat you the way they want to treat you, and that's fine. If you don't care for it, then you have to speak up and let them know how you want to be treated. If they don't, then you're in a position to decide what you want to do about it. And it's not always an easy decision. In those cases, one of my sons may decide to end a friendship. That's not an easy decision to make. But it's out of a place of self-respect and knowing how you expect to be treated. And if somebody doesn't honor that, it is your decision. It's your choice. And what causes us pain is the wanting or needing anything to be any other way. And wanting or needing anyone else to behave any other way. And it's out of our control. So we can express, we can request, and we can be with whatever it is. And the being of whatever it is, is what helps it dissolve. So we have a call from Maggie and Parlin. Hi, Maggie. Thanks for calling. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So what did you want to Um, talk about? Well, actually, this topic is very good for me. I, um, I tend to keep everything in until I'm about to explode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for the, like, and the reason being is I try not to do confrontation mm-hmm. and I let things, you know, build up to where, you know, when they're bothering me a little to where I'm about to, like I said, explode. And, um, then it just ruins my whole day because then I, it's just nonstop from there on in. Well, you mentioned that it, it ruins your whole day. You explode. So what about it is 
something that you'd like to change? To manage it. You know, I have been trying recently, you know, when something is bothering me, what I do is I try to talk to the person that is agitating me at the moment or address the subject or the topic or whatever it may be, whether it may be at work, at home. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so much, you know, sometimes it's not possible, though, you know, because of the situation you're in or where you're at, you know, but I have been trying. Um, I'm trying to do more conversation Mm -hmm. than yelling, you know. Mm -hmm. I can I can relate to that. Sure. And Tell me about where you've you've been finding some success in the conversation. You've been trying. You said you've been trying to have more conversations and reducing the yelling. So, what have you been finding that works for you? Well, I have been finding that if you touch base with it in the beginning, it it makes everything you know easier. It, that's touch the word base I'm with it. For. When you mean, when you say touch base, do you mean um, become aware or? Get an awareness around well, it? No, when, when you actually talk, to, okay, say that, you know, you, somebody is agitating you mm-hmm. or if something that they're doing is, um, as you said, upsetting you, um, you sit there and you try to explain it and you try to talk about it before you get extremely angry and it winds up a bigger and better situation. Maggie, can I stop you j- there for just a second? Because you you mentioned something about avoiding conflict. And as you're talking, what I'd love to hear you say is, I feel. And st- what I'm hearing is um, you're saying, when you get agitated, when you... And I'd like to hear you say, when I get agitated, when I feel this way. Because okay. to me, that means getting some distance from, from the emotion. And if we're going to integrate this, I really want you to own that part of it. So keep talking, and we'll, we'll keep working with this. But go ahead. Okay. So that, that's basically what I'm trying to do. You know, if I get upset with someone, I try to, you know, discuss it with them in the beginning before it gets, you know, that anger just keeps building. And when you discuss you know? it, I, I imagine that you have a couple of, at least a couple of examples in your mind. When you discuss it with an individual, how do you approach it? I think it it could be beneficial for talk or I need to talk with you. Okay, great. And when you're you're addressing the anger part of it, how do you approach the specific anger part of it with the individual? And I don't mean to put you on the spot. I'm just saying it sounds like you've been making some progress, and I think that that could be beneficial for for all of us to hear. Okay, in the beginning... I approach it with, you know, either with the situation that's at hand, I just start with that, or I start with, you know, there's something that's bothering me. Um, But if I get to the point where I'm, like, as I said in the beginning, ready to explode, I just let everything out, and it just comes out no matter however it comes out, you know, I just, but I'm trying not to do that anymore, you know, um, and you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to be aware of what great. I'm going to say before I say it. Great, because we do have that time. As much as in the heat of anger, I know it's things are moving at a mile a minute, but we do have the opportunity to think through what we're going to say before we speak it, because we do think so much faster than we're able to speak. So kudos to you for 
try for thinking about things before you're saying it when you can. And you mentioned becoming more aware of your anger. Is there a certain, have you started to notice an, how you're feeling in your body before you have one of those explosions, as few and far between as they're becoming now, but um, how you're feeling in your body to be better able to note when that's coming? When the, the explosion? Yeah. Um, Boy, what great yeah, words we're using to, here tonight, right? The explosion. Um, yeah, because that's basically what it is. <laughs> no, but what I do is I, I feel my body tense, you know. I, I feel my body tense up, and I feel my heart start to palpitate, mm-hmm. and I know it's about ready to come. And in that moment, do you think that there is any room for you to take a breath and make the decision that you want to handle it in a different way? And the answer could be yes or sometimes or no. It's really just an out there question of do you think? I think it's sometimes. Sometimes I'm just too far gone with the anger that, you know, it just comes out. And sometimes I... You know, and at that point, I'm like, oh, I could have handled that better, you know, afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, beforehand, you know, at times, I, like I said, I try to think, even as, as angry as I am, I try to think, okay, let's, how are you going to handle this, you know? And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes it works, and sometimes it still comes out the other way. And for the few times that you have that those um, explosions are when, when you're yelling and everything just sort of comes out before you have a chance to almost even know what you're saying. And I say that because I, I think we've all experienced that at least once in our lives. Um, do you go back afterwards to have a discussion about that or to address yeah. it in some other way? And how do you yes, approach that? It depends. Um, most of the time I will be, you know, I'll sit down and I'll think about everything that was said and the whole situation. And, you know, I'll go back and I'll be like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, but, you know, can we do things differently? If it's, you know, it depends on the reason I was angry. Mm-hmm. Or I would say I was sorry, you know, maybe I could have handled things a little better, you know, discussing it with you or Sometimes I just say, I'm sorry. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, But when I say I get to that point of explosion is the only thing that brings me to it is if I'm already angry and just things keep piling up on it all Mm -hmm. day, Mm -hmm. you know, and then that's when it finally I had enough. So, you know, I mean, it's not like I get like I have a bad anger (laughs) issue. Sure. Oh, sure. Sure. And oftentimes that that is how it happens. Things things for us move at a frenetic pace sometimes that as things build, particularly if our baseline is of maybe some frustration, that things can almost build, particularly if that's where our focus is. We notice something and we feel that anger. So that's sort of the baseline and things build from there. So it's almost like we are building to the crescendo that the more aware you become, particularly if it is a desire, if your intention is to manage it, your focus is there to manage it, manage it, you're more aware, and far more likely to catch yourself and stop and breathe and think before you speak than in the past. And it sounds like you're already making progress to that end. Yes? Yes. 
Yes. That's great. And I, I tend to wear myself a little thin, you know, with doing things for people and myself and, you know, and people in my household and mm-hmm. my friends and, you know, and I think that's part of it also is sure. I'm, you know, I'm already on edge with trying to get so much done sure. in so little time and I just finally explode. Sure, sure. Because you've got nothing left. You're not no. recharging your batteries. You're not doing your self-care there. And that's, that is one of the ways that we tend to kind of overcompensate or let our, our boundaries go down, let's say. And I think there are a number of us that, that that's happened to at least a couple times in our lives. It's almost like we, we're not aware of it. Unless we're aware of those specific boundaries, those boundaries can be violated. And if we want to please people, which... I think it's great to to please people if it brings us joy to others. That as long as we're not attaching our self-worth and our value to that, there is um, certainly the value in bringing joy. It's just that that boundary of whether we're overcompensating so that we're not doing our own self-care. I hear a lot of times people will say, well, isn't that being selfish? And yeah, that's good, Right. And again, it's the, self, the word selfish is, is neutral. We attach the, the negative meaning to it. So I guess it's a matter of not giving up yourself for others, just including yourself in the picture, putting yourself as a priority, your self-care, adding yourself into the equation, bringing yourself to the front line so that you can look at your own priorities and the things that are non-negotiable for you. And when those things are in place, it's almost like our baseline is a higher energy so that the things piling up don't add up to that crescendo as easily. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. Um, Because if you're taking better care of yourself, then you can take better care of others. It's that old uh, that when they talk about in the airplane, put the oxygen on yourself first before you can take care of others. So what I'm trying to do lately is when I start, you know, if I'm home or someplace that I can actually do this, um, if I feel myself starting to get agitated, mm-hmm. I try to take a couple of moments and quietly and nonchalantly meditate. Great. You know, um, this way I try to bring my my pressure down because I could feel that going up. Sure. Um, you know, and I try to meditate on it a little bit and calm myself down to go throughout the day. Um, you know, it, like I said, I'm I'm the kind of person that does everything for everybody you know Mm -hmm. I'm always Mm -hmm. there I'm always helpful you know so I'm running the house I'm doing things for everybody plus I have my own business so it's like it's crazy you know yeah and meditation it does sound like that's a, a blip in the day that you can take for yourself to replenish and do some self care it sounds like maybe there's there's an opportunity for a little bit more there for you but certainly it sounds like you're aware of it so that you know what to do to get yourself back on track. Maggie, let me ask you a question. I was talking earlier about um, having the anger dissolve once it's expressed and having it move through your body so you can move on to other things. How has that experience been for you when you have expressed your anger to the individual in which there was the the issue? Again, it depends on the situation and who who it is, you know. Um, you know, but, I, you know, if you're asking, like, I'll feel myself come down from the anger. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'll feel myself, you know, my body relaxing out of that tense mode. Um, you know, and then again, you know, sometimes I'm not going to lie. I mean, we all done it. Sometimes we actually blast out on anger that when you sit down and think about it, it was either actually you at fault and you didn't, you know, at that moment you didn't realize it or it was just of overthinking. Sure. Sure. You know, and right. those stories that build go. up in our heads, those things that we create. And then once we have, once we address it with somebody, we're working with those actual truths. Yeah. Oh, I get it for sure. Yeah. That, that's when I deeply apologize because that's when I really do feel bad, you know? Well, and I think that's an important part of the healthy conversation with anger too, is that it isn't about perfection. It's about progress and the intention that we have and how we want to express our anger because it is an important emotion. It has a lot of power. And when we can express it in a healthy way, we feel respected, we feel validated, and we do have the ability to have it move through move through us and we can move on. At the same time, because we're human and not everything is perfect, if we do have... Um, an episode of yelling. I think it's important to acknowledge that a step that we can do is what I call the three R's, rewind, repair, and replay. So that we go back, you know, sort of the, um, I'm sorry. Well, that's the, that's the repair. I didn't mean to say that. What I should have said is this, I'm sorry. So you're rewinding, going back to the moment, repairing it by apologizing and replaying it by saying, this is what I should have said. This is what I really meant. It doesn't necessarily take away that moment of the anger, but it adds an oppor- the other part of the opportunity for growth, which, which if it doesn't happen in the first conversation, there's certainly that growth opportunity in that next conversation. And it sounds like that's, that's what you've done as well. Yes? Yes. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> good, 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 good. That's great. So... Maggie, it sounds like you're in a good position to keep this momentum going. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about with your anger for tonight? I say your anger. It's not like you feel it all the time. But in those moments when you're feeling anger, let's say. No, that's basically it. You know, I just wanted to touch base with this, you know, being that it was a topic and I felt it was close to home. I think it's close to home for all of us. I really do. And I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Have a great night. So we talk about selfish. I brought up the idea of selfish and self-care. And anger is neutral. We're the ones who attach the positive or negative to it. Um, Selfish is neutral. We're the ones that attach the meaning to it. I think selfish is great because the way I relate to selfish is that I'm taking care of me. And I can be of great service to others if I'm taking care of myself. So yourself first before you can help others. And you can be selfish and selfless, right? You can have anger and be joyful, right? If you're interested in exploring a little bit more about anger, um, there's a great book out there. Uh, it's called Beyond Anger. It's it says it's a guide for men, maybe mainly because the um, the author of it, sorry, the the author of it works with men. But I read it. I'm a woman. I read it, and I think there's great value in it and how it relates and the different presentations of anger and what we can learn from it to get more out of life. Um, 
We just have a couple minutes left. I don't have time to go into a visualization tonight, which you know I like to do. Um, We'll save that, and I'll make sure to get to it next week. Uh, In a wrap-up, if you'd like more information on the Summer Slim Down group hypnosis sessions I'm doing beginning Wednesday, please give me a call. If you'd like to book a group session at your home or office, let me know. These are fun things we can do for stress or anxiety. I go into offices all the time to do these. Uh, Group sessions go on the road. Or if you just want to find out what else is coming up, just call, email, or visit my website. Uh, In closing, anger is an acid that can do more harm to the vessel in which it's stored than to anything on which it's poured. That's Mark Twain. Unexpressed emotions will never die. They are buried alive and will come forth later in uglier ways. Sigmund Freud. And I think my favorite is from Buddha. Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I would like to thank my sponsor, North Star Asset Management. I would like to thank our caller, Maggie. And I'd like to thank you for joining me tonight. Set your phone calendar alarm and tune in next week at 7 p.m. You don't want to miss the show. Until then, keep it light, smile, and enjoy. Good night. For those of you who are retired or close to it, have you taken the time to conduct a safe withdrawal rate analysis? If you're like me, you've spent a lifetime saving for retirement and now you want to make sure that it lasts. Few things are more important to the long-term success of your financial plan than choosing an appropriate withdrawal rate and establishing that rate early on can make all the difference. The investment advisors at North Star Asset Management in Panther Valley can help you determine what withdrawal rate is right for you. They've been working with retirees in the area for the past 30 years. For more information, the number to call is 908-850-9991. That's 908-850-9991. Or find them on the web at nstarinvest.com. The views and opinions heard on the preceding program are not necessarily those of the staff and management of Oldies 1079 WOLD or SRN Communications. Hi, this is Doug Berkowitz from Derby Appliance, and I wanted to let you know that we are celebrating spring with some incredible in-store specials on floor models. With plenty of new models on the way, we need to make room on the sales floor by selling off our current inventory. Time for a new dishwasher? Derby has models from Bosch and GE priced to sell. Or if it's a top-load washer and gas dryer you need, we have a large capacity set from GE ready to move. Derby even has items from Gen Air and Samsung ready for delivery to you. And if the refrigerator needs replacing, there are plenty of models and colors to choose from. For a complete list of the items included in the spring celebration, you can log on to derbyappliances.com and visit the clearance center. Derby Appliances has two stores with twice the inventory to choose from, located on Route 27 South on the Edison Highland Park border and on Jersey Avenue in New Brunswick where you only pay half the sales tax. Derby Appliances, we're the little stores with the biggest discounts and a proud sponsor of WOLD. Derby Appliances, you're in and you're out. The little store with the biggest discounts. Derby Appliances.